What is good, everybody? This is the Views from the 573 Podcast, the podcast that is unfortunately not at Vegas for this year's Super Bowl, but we are still talking about it. It's Super Bowl 58 with the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the San Francisco 49ers. I am Ryan McDaniel, and I'm joined by Matt Mormon on the other side. Matt, how are you doing? Are you ready to talk about a Super Bowl game that uh, we're all excited about? You know, Ryan, I am. I'm ready. Um, I, I it, I'm glad that I got to miss last week. It was a pre-planned absence. It wasn't because of the results of the AFC Championship, but <laughs> I'm happy that I was able to kind of take a little bit of time there, heal some wounds, and uh, you know, I'm ready to go back to it. I'm such a good fiance. I'm going to be wearing red on Sunday. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be going for the Chiefs. Uh, Despite them them absolutely crushing my heart and my hopes and dreams. And um, you know what, though? It's okay, though. It's okay. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I, I tell you what, this is a great rematch. It's a rematch that is exciting to see. It's two teams that are built stylistically so differently. Um, I'm kind of excited to get into that a little bit. Um, but also, this is a very different Chiefs team from the previous Super Bowls. And so I think that's also a very interesting aspect for it. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm excited to get into this because, like you said, they are built so differently. Uh, so before we get into any of that, let's get the extracurriculars out the way. If you haven't yet, be sure to go check us out where you guys get your podcasts. And I was thinking about this the other day, you know, seeing a couple other podcasts that uh, I know a couple people have. is like, wait, how many platforms do we have? And I just realized I'm not so sure anymore. So pretty much if you have Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, or, you know, whatever, iHeartRadio, you can find us on there. You can find us on YouTube at 573 Podcast. You got, we'll probably have some shorts from this episode and uh, a video up as well. So check us out there. And on Twitter, now I did it again, on X at 573 Pods. One of these days, it's going to be consistent. When one, it's of these, just like, one of these days, yeah. it's going to change back to Twitter. So, someday, this big <laughs> April Fool's joke is just going to Oh, end. yeah, and then that day will happen. Yeah, then that day will happen where Peter also comes back to Twitter, coming back from threads. And uh, <laughs> oh boy, I don't, you know, I don't think the world's ready for that. So, <laughs> you know, Ryan, uh, but, uh, I, I've been, uh, I've been dipping my toe into Reddit a little bit as kind of a Twitter alternative because I too am like oh more and more done with Twitter as the day goes on. And mm -hmm. uh, Reddit, you know, it's been interesting. Um, <laughs> it's more focused. I will say that because, you know, you join communities and every post in those communities is focused on the topic. Um, so there have been some interesting discussions going on. Definitely some mean discussions going on. And then there's some weird stuff out there, too. But, <laughs> yeah, no, it's been it's been interesting. I think Twitter is just still the home base, though. Yeah, it, it's still the home base. Yeah, don't learn too much into red there's some uh there's some weird stuff going on there <laughs> so so super bowl 58 can't see chiefs san francisco 49ers and you mentioned matt that this is a rematch of the 2020 super bowl that we got which 2020 it feels like it's been a long time but simultaneously it feels like no time has passed so here yeah we, are, we got a rematch of these two and you know you mentioned these two teams are stylistically different I would have to say, like, the, the Chiefs and, like, how Mahomes operates has differed from that Super Bowl to this Super Bowl a little bit. But I think that's just because how Kansas City's offense is right now. 
Yeah, for sure. It's not the high-flying, throw-it-all-over-the-yard team it once was. And I think, ironically, I want to say it was the 2020 season, the one after the Super Bowl win, right? Um, Where we started to see defenses really change the way they face Mahomes with that cover-two-shell defense, don't give up the big play, make right, everything yeah, yeah. right? It was kind of that following season. And so one thing I think is really interesting, if you look at their yards uh, – um, the the their their a dots right their, their average depth of targets for each of these two guys it's very much underneath stuff I think it's underneath stuff that's in two different ways I do not expect that there to be a whole lot of deep passing in this game on either side on my home side the reason for that though is because defenses take it away defenses play these two safeties heck we saw the Patriots playing three safeties right um they play these defenses that really kind of negate the deep ball versus on the 49ers side. The offense is actively built in a way to produce yards after the catch. Kittle, Ayuk, Debo especially, right? Stuff underneath, get those yards after the catch. So it's funny. It's two offenses that kind of in a way look stylistically similar, but I do think are stylistically pretty different. Yeah, you know, I was reading an article today that from Bill Barnwell from ESPN that mentioned, you know, like in kind of use NBA terms to kind of compare like how Mahomes is different saying like, Mahomes back in those early days and back in that 2020 Super Bowl was kind of like Steph Curry was like looking for the big spectacular splash like a Nikola Jokic. He's he's still making excellent plays, but he's really efficient. Like you can watch how the Joker plays. He's super efficient with his passing, with the scoring and knowing when to make those big plays. And so like you can kind of take a look at Mahomes and seeing like that's kind of like how the game has gone for him too. Like this year even though statistically not his best year, not the best year for the Chiefs offense, but has been able to kind of pick and choose when to go deep, but has been really efficient in getting the ball down to Kelsey, Rice. And when they've made, when they've caught the ball, MVS or, you know, Sky Moore, Justin Watson, you know, those types of players. And so that's been one of the things to kind of take a look at is that he's, he's stylistically different. And he's had to be, and he's more efficient. And like, you don't know what he's going to do on one play. He could either dump it, or if that big play is open, watch out because he will take that chance and throw it deep. And if you also don't watch out, he's got an excellent pocket presence where he can just feel the rush coming and he can make those incredible scrambles that we've seen him had on teams from time to time, which just become like backbreakers. And it's like, what, what can we do? Yeah, and we've seen that in the playoffs in the past. I'm trying to remember. I think it was against your Titans, Ryan, where uh, Mahomes had yeah. a backbreaking run a few years ago, right? Back in the 2019 playoffs, 2020 playoffs, somewhere in that range. Um, and actually, this yeah. year, Mahomes had the most rushing yards he's ever had. And so it's definitely been a little bit of, hmm. okay, nothing's there. Let me go and just take these seven yards, take these eight yards, you know? And because he's Mahomes, there's never a spy because you can't afford to take guy out of coverage. You know, and so he can t- take pretty good chunks of yardage on those runs. Um, that's actually one of the bets I took for this the game was an over on Mahomes' rushing yardage. Yeah, I mean, so Mahomes, he's a completely different guy than what we've had. And, I mean, this Chiefs team, it's got different weapons. Kelsey is still there, but Kelsey's playing the best football of the season so far right now. And also you can say that with the chiefs right now, you know, I was talking about this with one of my coworkers and we were just talking about, you know, we were talking about different 
defenses in basketball. Like some, like sometimes it won't work, but that one time that you need to work, if you can get it at that moment, perfect. And that's kind of the way I look at the Chiefs right now. They haven't played their best football all season long, but when they've needed to, when they've absolutely needed to, in these months of December and January, they've been firing on all cylinders. They've been playing good enough on offense to get enough points on the board, and their defense has been lights out. Like That's also the difference of this Chiefs team from that other Chiefs team, is that this defense is playing at a completely different level. You've got Chris Jones. You can line him up everywhere. you got Karloftis that's playing good. you got two excellent corners in Sneed and McDuffie. And you got Spagnolo that just is able – he knows how to call a defense. So, like, this Chiefs team, even though it's different offensively, defensively, it is drastically different than what it was four years ago. And those corners really are the ones who set the tone, right? With McDuffie and Snead, yeah. no can afford to get creative with his blitzes, right? And he can afford to take some risks, take some gambles, because he knows those two guys are going to be on their guys. And so that's been a huge key. Exactly. With, uh, to this team and to me that's really the matchup to watch is the uh Ayuk and Debo versus McDuffie and Sneed right that's where this game's gonna be won or lost to me it's kind of if 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 they can move Debo around and get Debo into some mismatches get Debo on some linebackers which we see all the time right to me that's where the 49ers can really right. make it happen um and Ayuk is just really good and so if he can just make a couple plays on McDuffie or Sneed too right um, to me, that's the key for the 49ers in this one is to, to get those wide receivers to somehow break away from those corners. Yeah, get them in open space and get them out there where, you know, like Debo is just lethal out in open space. So one thing I was in doing some research for this, I find it interesting because, of course, we got this rematch in which the point one thing about this rematch out that I found interesting is that I heard that, you know, the winner of the first matchup in these types of rematch have gone on to win the second game five out of seven times. So for the, if you're a Chiefs fan, you should feel pretty like, okay, you look that's like, okay. Well, like there you go. This it's just like the Spagnolo versus Shanahan matchup. And the idea of getting guys like Debo and Ayuk in space has come up because looking at how the Shanahan Spagnolo matchup has gone, it's kind of crazy because you take a look at their matchups. I believe there's been eight matchups. And in those eight matchups, Spagnolo's got the edge on Shanahan a couple times. And looking back on that 2020 Super Bowl, but Shanahan has gotten the better of him most of those eight times. In fact, looking at the yards per play, out of those eight matchups, there's an average yard per play of 6.4 in those. And so you could probably take a look at that and say, like, if you can get Debo out in open space, you can get a lot of those plays and, like, hey, they can get five or six yards on a first down, in which I think that's actually kind of key, I think, for the 49ers. And we talk about, I guess, shifting over to them real quick, is you take a look at them in the postseason – they haven't gone off to fast starts, and that's been yeah. notable with Shanahan-led teams from the Niners is that they don't do well when trailing from behind. And they, But they've come out the second halves, adjusted really well, and have ended up here in this spot. But you take a look at this team. like they, I think what they really need to do 
is just get off to fast starts because if you don't get off to a fast start, that Spagnuolo defense can start to get creative here. And we know how creative Spags likes to get here. But you also got to make sure you stay ahead of the chains. You keep on schedule. So, like, get four or five yards on first down so that Spagnolo doesn't throw a weird, funky-looking blitz on second and ten. You know, I think that's one thing that the 49ers need to keep a look at is get those fast starts. But they haven't gotten them in this postseason. It's been really hard for them. Like, teams have just come out and straight up hit them in the mouth. And I think you take a look at those running games. And the Chiefs running game with that offense line, it's been pretty good. Pacheco, uh, I, I heard this. This is funny. Like, I want to say it's like a kid with new shoes. And, like, he just wants to keep on running. And just, like, it's just all over the place. This Like, I think that could be a key here, too. If the 49ers don't get off to a fast start, We've seen how that can affect them in these previous two games where the Lions had good running games. The Packers, surprisingly, Aaron Jones had, came alive. Yeah. That's something to keep an eye on, I think, those two things. Yeah, for sure. And then also, like, think back to the Christmas Day game, right, the Ravens and 49ers, right? The Ravens are a defense, very aggressive, very blitz-heavy. And with the Ravens being able to kind of get off to a good start and keep the 49ers down in that regard, then look at how that game turned out then, right? It got out of hand. And so that's totally a script that I could totally see happening here. If uh, if Casey can keep, kind of kind of stay in front early on and kind of get a little crazy, get a little wild, we may see Purdy make some mistakes in those situations. Yeah, that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I mean, and that's a, Purdy. This whole thing is hinging on him as well. I mean, it's been kind of the same thing. First half, he hasn't looked that great. In the second half, he's played pretty well. We saw him make a couple key plays with his legs in that NFC Championship game that he had to make. But I will say this defense is a whole lot different than the defenses that the 49ers have had to face before with the Lions and Packers. Because you take a look at those two defenses, the Packers – Probably the lesser of the two. Mm-hmm. The Lions, a better defense, but still, this Chiefs defense is on another level. They've got the guys and they've got the play caller in Spags to be able to go out there and make a difference against Purdy. Which, if even if the 49ers make adjustments, I mean, they could still affect Purdy if they have a lead, if, if they have a lead going to halftime. So I think, you know, that fast start, I mean, that's key for Purdy as well to get him going, gets him some short, easy throws like Debo, like Ayuk, get him out quickly and let those guys go out and make a play or even find Kittle for a quick pass and go and hit him. Yeah, no, for sure. This is a very important game too, I think, for Brock Purdy, right? Like I think kind of in the second half of the season, in the postseason, Purdy hasn't been all that impressive. As great of a story as it is with him being Mr. Relevant to prominence here, you know, this is definitely a very big test as far as kind of what is he really, you know? Um, I think at this point there's no question that at minimum he's a Derek Carr, right? Um, That's your minimum at this point. The question now kind of turns into, are you Jared Goff? Are you Joe Burrow, right? Like that kind of becomes now the question, right? Like, where do you fall among that group of guys? 
there's no question at this point. He's not, you know, just Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like he is better than that even. And so uh, it, it's a very interesting, very important game for him. He does have the luxury of playing with a ton of stars right now, you know. And this is a thing that we see it time and time and time again where these quarterbacks on their rookie deals get to Super Bowl loaded teams. And in hindsight, that was their one chance. It never came back around for him, right? So for Purdy, this very well could be his one chance. Um, I, was, I was listening to the Spot Track podcast uh, today, and it's a very interesting dichotomy where Purdy has the lowest cap hit uh, percentage-wise of any starting quarterback in Super Bowl history, as far as being in the start and the start, <laughs> even, even lower than uh, Tom Brady, who was a sixth round pick, and Nick Foles, who was yeah. a backup, right? Because Purdy was the last pick in the draft, right? Like even Foles is a veteran backup. <laughs> even those guys get paid more than the final pick of the draft, right? Um, meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes has top three. I think he was third. Uh, largest cap hit percentage wise in, and I think total number as well in uh, Super Bowl history. So it's interesting to kind of see from that side of things too how different these two teams are. And for Purdy's side of things, it means you've got the team right now around you, right? Like I said, we have seen this over and over again, right? Russell Wilson wins one with the rookie contract, gets paid, LOB, they're gone, never makes it back with Seattle, right? Jalen Hurts is going to go through this right now. Joe Burrow might be going through this right now. Um, Flacco won a Super Bowl, got paid, never went back, right? Um, who's another one, Ryan? I thought there's a couple others from the mid-2000s. Matt Ryan, I believe, was already paid at that point, though. Yeah. Uh, basically, though, Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes really are the two exceptions to the rule that we have seen as of late. So, look, I'm not saying it's the only chance he's ever going to have, but it might be the only chance right. he ever has. And uh, he's got a loaded team to do it, right? They just paid Bosa. The defense is great. The offense has all these weapons. This is your shot, kid. Go get them. Yeah, I mean, that's – you mentioned the chances. The 49ers have had a lot of chances here in recent years. They've made so many NFC Championship games. You got Shanahan that's gotten to that point, and we won't bring up the, you know, what happened in that said Super Bowl. For uh, if any Falcons fans are listening to this, don't want to give them any PTSD. But I mean, yeah, they've had their chances, and this is a big one for Brock. Like you said, this could be looking at that cap hit of his, it's really good opportunity, and like you need to take advantage of it uh, in this Super Bowl with all those guys that you have on there. But also, you know, what if he does make a couple big time plays in which they don't win? this game and without him you know there's a a lot of doubters on Brock and and how he plays and like him being in that MVP conversation early on I think if he makes a couple big time plays here that really push the Niners over the edge maybe there's a big throw or big run he has to make then I don't think you know the doubters might need to quiet down a little bit you know because they've been running rampant here these last few weeks so I feel like this is a that's a good opportunity as far as that aspect of it to really just yeah, say, hey, and, let's shut these guys off. And, and I put myself into that camp a little bit of a Brock Purdy doubter. Um, but I am a right, doubter yeah. with an open mind, right? Um, I, I think there's a there's a lot of quarterbacks in that tier of guys who 
if they have a Debo Samuel and a Brandon Ayuk and a George Kittle and a Christian McCaffrey, they will play like an MVP candidate, right? I mentioned Derek Carr. Um, I think Derek Carr could be one of those guys, right? If you plop him on San Fran, I think there's a pretty good chance we're right here having this exact same conversation. Um, but if you put Derek Carr on a Oakland Raiders team that has, you know, I mean, not even the Michael Crabtree years, right? But like just Hunter right. Redbro and a one hamstringed <laughs> Darren Waller, that Derek Carr looks like a replacement <laughs> level quarterback, right? And so I think that there are a lot of quarterbacks in that range. But I think it's Purdy's job at this point to kind of get himself towards the top of that range. I think Jared Goff is another one I mentioned. He's in that range. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's the thing. A lot of people take that as being like, well, that means that you're saying he sucks. And I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying I don't view him at the level of a Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, you know, those guys, Um, Burrow, right? Yeah. you know, and look, those guys have some help too, right? Burrow's got two super studs and, you know, he got to the Super Bowl, right? So it's like everybody needs that help. Mahomes doing what he's doing this year is kind of the setting a, a setting apart factor, right? Like you're not supposed to be able to do what Mahomes is doing with Kadarius Tony, with Justin no. Watson, with, with Rashi Rice, you know, a second round pick rookie being your wide receiver one. Of course, you've got Travis Kelsey who just had his worst year in the last six years, he's come on strong in the postseason, though. And that's a huge key for the Chiefs, right? Keep this Kelsey thing going, right? If Travis Kelsey can has one more game in him like he did against the Ravens, Chiefs win. You know, it's that simple. Um, if Kelsey – because Kelsey keeps that offense on rhythm. Kelsey keeps that offense on time. Kelsey keeps that offense moving, moving the sticks. And with the way this Chiefs offense is orchestrated now, Ryan, we touched on it earlier – they're not a quick strike team. They're, you know, like you no, said, they, yeah. they don't just dribble the ball up and shoot a three. They set offense now, right? You're setting your pick and rolls, right? They are going first down, first down, first down, first down, first down score versus back in the day, it was first down, first down, Tyreek t- score, right? That element's gone now. But Kelsey is the engine that keeps them on time, keeps them moving those chains. And Rashi Rice is part of that too. I don't want to sell him short. He's a huge part of this, too. Um, it is an offense that runs through four players, and that's it. And so that's always a dangerous thing, though, but it's four players that have earned the right to be trusted, and it's two players who are arguably the very best of their positions ever, right? Um, and yeah. so it, it'll be interesting to see what what the, the 49ers defense kind of cooks up against that, too, though. Were one of those players number one wide receiver Kadarius Tony? No, that he keeps on no. talking about. <laughs> it was not. It was. Uh, uh, okay. I, was referring, I was referring to Kelsey Mahomes, Rice, and Pacheco. Those are the okay. four okay. players. Uh, okay, I wanted to check just for Tony's sake. You know, he, he might have found our pot somehow. I was like, hey, Matt didn't mention me. <laughs> I once upon a time, man, I was a big Kadarius Tony guy, and uh, it just has not quite worked. No, but uh, yeah, that 49ers defense, you know, Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, two of the best linebackers in the league. I imagine both of them will have their matchups with Kelsey and want we'll to see how they do. Those will be excellent matchups to watch and uh, vice versa for the Niners. Like who, who on that offense for who on the defense for Kansas City, who takes on the job of making sure Kittle stays in check? 
because Kittle can definitely go off too at any point in time. But, uh, you know, that 49ers defense, talking about that real quick, that run defense we talked about, we kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but that run defense hasn't been all that great, you know. And really, Bosa has been the only one of note here lately that's really made any kind of noise. So this would be the type of game for that front seven to really kind of step up. The back end, we kind of know what they are. They've kind of lost some talent back there. They still got various Ward, which, hey, that's that's another aspect. He's going against his old team. But this 49ers defense has kind of been a little bit let down in those first two games with how that first half went for against the Lions and the Packers. So we'll have to see how they go up against this Chiefs offense, which this offensive line is really good. Donovan Smith has not allowed a sack here in the postseason. Joe Thune, you hope he comes back. Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith are really good on the inside. And then you got Jawan Taylor. So you got a really good offensive line here if you're the Chiefs. Now on the other side for the Niners, you probably got the best offensive lineman out of the whole team, both teams, and Trent Williams. But then after that, you know, that right side has been suspect in which you can see the Chiefs defensive line taking some advantages of, you know, maybe line Chris Jones over there a couple of times, have Karloftis. So I think, you know, taking a look at those two matchups, I think those two are going to be very key as well as who wins those two matchups up front. Um, real quick, Ryan, I do just want to go back to Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw because, yes, they are two guys who are absolutely massive, not just with matchups against Kelsey head-to-head, but also just kind of in zone coverage and tackle-wise. Um, just to really exemplify the point I was making there with Rice, uh, also the chain moving, um, Rashi Rice's dot Ryan, was a 4.8 this past season. Which to put in context, um, a dot average of the target that's where you're catching the ball at, right? Um, here are some names listed. I mean, literally, if you go to pro football reference and you sort it by a dot, um, I'm looking right now, and there are only like four wide receivers, even like currently on my screen, other than Rashi Rice, and it's guys like Wandell Robinson, uh, Rondell Moore, uh, JSN, unfortunately, <laughs> Hunter Renfro. You know, it's the short area slot guys. And that's a whole slew of tight ends and running backs. So that's the kind of receiver Rashi Rice has been. He's not, again, it's just another way of making that point known of like, even he is not a down the field receiver. Um, it's very much close to the line of scrimmage plays for him as well. And so Greenlaw and Warner both pretty darn good tacklers in the middle of that field. If they're closer to those plays, that could definitely be a, a problem for the Chiefs as well. Um on the other side of things, right, you mentioned Karloftis and Chris Jones getting to it with the quarterback. Chris Jones, I mean, this is just, you know, what a player, man. This is a Hall of Fame <laughs> resume kind of guy. And um, the havoc that he can cause in the middle of an offense, there's just nothing you can do about it. You know, Aaron, Aaron Donald broke the mold, and, and Chris Jones just kind of followed through that broken wall, right? That's the kind of player that Chris Jones is. And uh, if it wasn't for Aaron Donald, we would talk about Chris Jones even higher, right? Um, right. Yeah. But yeah, no, that pass rush is absolutely a huge contender because that's another thing we've seen Purdy when he doesn't have time, when he has guys in his face, that's when he does make some of these mistakes. You know, it's not quite like Mahomes right. where Mahomes gets out of the pocket, spins around three times and chucks it. And it usually ends up going well. Purdy doesn't even spin around once. You know, he kind of just throws away usually or throws in the dirt or throws the other team. 
yeah. It, well, I think you would take the throwing it out of bounds instead of throwing it to the other team <laughs> 10 times out of 10. So most, I, most I, times, no yeah. yeah, most times, yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that pressure part is a big aspect of it. And, you know, again, mentioned earlier, Purdy made a couple of those scrambling plays against that Lions defense when he absolutely needed to. And so we know he can do it. It's just like, will he do it? Will he have the ability to do it? Will that offensive line give him enough time to be able to do it? That's the big question. Where does Chris Jones line up? Is he lined up over on the right side? Where's Carl Office lined up? You know, so I think that's something to keep an eye on. That even though despite the 49ers having all those weapons, I think it does go back to the, you know, to get it out quickly, to keep it short. Find Debo, find Ayuk, find – I don't know how I've taken 30 minutes without mentioning this dude's name, Jawan Jennings, and have him go make a oh, possession yeah. catch. You know, I, I'm surprised I haven't mentioned one of my favorite UT guys here in the last five oh, years. You know, I, it, I, it, didn't, I didn't know he was a Tennessee guy. Okay. That, 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 that's my mistake. You know, that, that's a mistake on me. The UT fan I am, I'm kind of disappointed in myself. But like him, Kittle, you know, find those guys quickly – and let them go do their thing. Let them go and make plays. Let them go and bully the defensive backs down the field once they get the ball. So I feel like that's one way you can kind of make sure that Purdy, you don't have to worry about that aspect of it. But there will be situations where he does have to make some plays, where it won't be like a second and four, where it'll be like maybe a second along, maybe you get a holding penalty, you know. So, like, those again, if you're able to stay on schedule, I think that's an optimal thing for the 49ers and for Purdy. But I mean, there are going to be a couple times where Purdy will be thrown into those second and long situations and where you might not have a lot of time. Spags might not give him a choice. Yeah. And and those are the plays I think are really going to be the ones that make the difference, right? Is that third and nine, right? When when Purdy has to stand back there and make a big boy throw. Is he able to make it? That's what we're gonna find out. And if he does. He's probably Super Bowl MVP and the 49ers win. If he doesn't, then Mahomes Super Bowl MVP and the Chiefs win. <laughs> it, it really is that yeah, simple yeah. sometimes. <laughs> it really is. You know, I, I was also kind of taking a look at, I think I had a take, uh, how many takeaways that these two defenses ha- have had. And, uh, okay, yeah. So you mentioned the takeaways part, you know, like where maybe Purdy turns it over or something like that. And, you know, maybe that's a key for the 49ers here, too, is being able to find a way to turn Mahomes over if you can, if you're lucky enough. Um, so one thing, uh, doing some research about it, the 49ers defense, they force 11 more takeaways than the Chiefs, while the Chiefs have turned it over 10 more times than the 49ers. So I think takeaways is another key battle here, is who wins that takeover battle. And I think I think it might have been like on e- ESPN or FS1 or something where they had this stat about like who wins the takeover, the turnover battle, who wins the Super Bowl. And they said the team that wins the turnover battle have won the Super Bowl, I think like 30 something times, 39 times. And so like, I, if you want to win this game and you see, you see that stat and you see like how many takeaways these defenses have had, the turnover battle was huge. Who comes down at the end of the day and wins it? I think that's a key thing. And I also think who rushes for the more most yards? I think that's also a key thing with this game. Do the Chiefs and Pacheco 
they run for more yards, so does McCaffrey get a little bit of wiggle room and is able to get a, uh, rack up yards? I think those those two are looking at it. You know, I know the running game is a little bit different than a turnover battle, but it just came to mind, you know. Um, but I think the turnover battle, I think that can be a thing to watch out for is like who has that one mistake that could potentially change everything. It could be a pick six or it could be nothing, but it could be the difference in who wins the Super Bowl. I completely agree on the turnover point. Um, that I feel like often we see that, right? I feel like even the Ravens game, right, was absolutely one loss on, on turnovers. Um, teams like the Chiefs and the Patriots for 20 years before don't make those mistakes in the big games. You know, like no, you said, during the, season, during the season, the Chiefs had to turn over Idis from time to time, right? But in the playoffs, they really haven't. I don't have the numbers right in front of me at the moment, but I don't believe there was a single turnover. Well, I think they, Mahomes did throw the one pick against the Ravens, didn't he? Um, but really, I mean, that, that's, that was the key of the Ravens-Chiefs the 49 Ravens, uh, Chiefs game was those turnovers. And the 49ers have been making those mistakes, though. Um, and So that's definitely an edge I would give to Kansas City, even though the season-long stats don't necessarily uh, play out with that. Ryan, I will push back a little bit on the rushing yeah, yard yeah. thing. Uh, I feel like a lot of times rushing yards are a product of the fact that you have been leading, right? Because then you can afford That's to run the ball more often. Um, yeah. But I do to your point, though, of kind of ball control, keeping the other offense on the sideline, keeping their defense on the field and wearing them down is always a big factor. Um, I feel like we're going to see a lot of that, though, with a short passing game. I think that's where that's really going to come into effect, you know. Um, well, which, I don't, you know, that, that's a, that's kind of an extension of the run game, you know, too, in, in a way, yeah. if you want to call it that. So, like, just get Debo out there or get Ayuk or get Rasheed Rice and just, you know, go out there and let them make plays. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I'll take the pushback. I, I, I definitely see where that's coming from. You know, It's just – it's I, one of my – one of my least favorite stats for a long time was how the Vikings were like undefeated when Dalvin Cook runs for 100 yards. And mm -hmm. like, I was like, well, of course they are. Because when they win games, they give Dalvin Cook 30 carries. When they lose games, <laughs> they don't. So, of course, they're winning every game where he runs for 100 yards. And they're losing the games where he doesn't. So it's just it's a little thing that uh, it's one of my least favorite uh, stat. It's a chicken or the egg kind of thing, but I think it's one where we definitively know who the chicken is and who the egg is. Yeah, I don't know. It may just be saying it because I got the two these two running backs. They were on my fantasy team and they helped me win the whole thing. You know, and McCaffrey, McCaffrey, McCaffrey did a lot of that by catching the ball though. <laughs> yeah. Hey, McCaffrey, he got me to the finish line, but Pacheco got me across it. So that, that may be why it's just like, yeah, they, these are two guys that got me my championship. You know, what can I say? Um, then, but, uh, then Ryan, let me ask you the big question then. Did McCaffrey get to this finish line? And will Pacheco cross this finish line? Who do you have winning this football game? You know, I, I've been asking this a couple times, and I've said, I'm still thinking about it. I, I'm pushing it back. I still oh, got a while to wait. Ryan, I got a pod that I'm recording this one. It, I, and I've been saying, like, I'll make my decision when we do the pod. Okay. I think – oh, man. I, it's a head-over-heart pick for me. You know, because my head is saying the Chiefs, take the Chiefs, don't overthink it. Well, you know, just it's a straightforward pick. You've seen how well they played this postseason. They played extremely well. They played good football at the right time. Just go with them. 
And, you know, that said, I mentioned about the rematch winners, you know, winning five out of seven times, you know, that gives the Chiefs a very good chance to win. But hey, the hard thing comes into play with, you know, I I got to bring up UT here. I got two UT players playing in this game. Jawan oh, Jennings oh, oh, oh. is going to decide your pick because of where he went to college? No, 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 no. It's be, like, here, 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 here's my reasoning. Hear me out. Hear me out. It's because you got Trey Smith over on the Chiefs offensive line. He's already got his. And so I'm happy he's got his. If Jennings gets his, I would be happy about it because, hey, listen, you guys have heard it, whether, you know, it's 2019 or something like that, how how much that man may be happy in a time of darkness with how UT was. I mean, we had to reference the Georgia State pod, you know. But um, I think – I think I'm going with the Chiefs. I think I'm going with the Chiefs. As much as I, I think you know the 49ers. I think they could. I, this this is going to be a a one score game. Like I don't see yeah. this in any scenario being a you know a blowout, where being a two or you know three possession type of game. I think it's going to go right down to the wire. I do think it doesn't matter which quarterback has the ball in their hands. And if Mahomes has the ball in his hands. My goodness, watch out. Be scared. Be very afraid because you don't know what's going to happen. You're just like, guys, we got to pray for dear life right here because number 15 has the ball and we don't know what he's going to do, but there's a 90% chance it's not going to end well for us. So I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. As much as I would love to see Jawan get a ring and love to see Purdy and all those guys get a ring and Shanahan after his struggles, you know, getting to all those NFC championships. With that Patriots Falcons Super Bowl, as much as I would love to see him get the win, I think I'm going with the Chiefs here. I think Mahomes gets his third. I think Kelsey. I mean, we'll see what happens with him after the end of this game, but I think they get another ring here. They go back to back, which it hasn't been done in a while. That's another thing; it hasn't been done in a while. So I think I'm going with the Chiefs here. I think Mahomes gets his third ring, and we really start to see himself really. We already knew he was in the GOAT conversation with Brady, but now he just gets one step better and getting himself more involved in that conversation. So I'm going with the Chiefs. Yeah, um, I'm also going with the Chiefs in this one. Um, I do not even have a uh, – uh, I'm sorry, Juwan Jennings. Uh, I don't even have that <laughs> working against me. But, no, um, I do – I am with you with that. I think it will be a very close game, probably one tour game. I do think – if there is a blowout, it's a blowout in the Chiefs' favor. It's one where, kind of like the Ravens 49ers game, where things kind of just got out of hand on the 49ers early on. I think that is a path I can see, but that's like a 5% chance. 95% chance of this thing going right down to the wire, right? And uh, I think that in that situation, I think we've learned over the years big game, quarterback trump card, right? Just at the end of the day, right. what quarterback is going to get it done? And I I shouldn't have been betting against Patrick Mahomes as much as I did this year to begin with. <laughs> so let me just try to win some of that money back this weekend by betting on Mahomes. Yeah. yeah. It's like the, it's the Brady thing. You know, you, you did the same with Brady and we're doing the same with Mahomes. Yeah. And I, I, I very early on relatively uh, just jumped on that bandwagon of every year picking the Patriots. Right. I think we got this preview podcast how many times and I was the boring guy. I'm just, well, Pick the Patriots, you know, like there's how many years <laughs> where 
you know, oh, well, you know, Antonio Brown, the Steelers look great. And, you know, you got Peyton, you know, in Denver and you had the Ravens, right? But uh, I'm just going to go with Brady, you know, and yeah. <laughs> uh, that was right about as many times as it was wrong, which is incredible uh, to be, you know, for one team to hit 50% <laughs> against the field. Like, yeah. Um, and I, I think, like you said, we, we've known Mahomes was going to be among the greats. We were just waiting for the stats to rack up and the accolades to rack up, right? Like we know yeah. he's there. We know he's that talent. Um, I think he just adds another one to the mantle. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, Brady has played in twenty percent of all Super Bowls, so I mean, let's be real here. It's a real safe pick when the man Amazing. has played in that many Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, Mahomes. The thing that he's lacked is those stats, and yeah. he gets this one. And it's just because he's young. Yeah, really? he's still you know, got a lot of still. time left. I, I will say, I mean, it, looking back on the Super Bowls, like there, ha- the stats haven't been like eye popping, you know, and, and kind of thinking back on them. So I, I, you probably have to go back and pull them up. But even if you don't have the stats, what matters is the ring. It's getting that third ring, getting that team to this point, getting this Chiefs team, which I think a lot of us kind of thought, you know, like. I don't see this team getting to the Super Bowl. No. I don't see this happening. And he's a, he was able to get them there. That defense was able to get them there. I think we, even though we talked about the defense, just got to keep on giving them credit because of what they've done and how they've been able to defend these teams that they've had to play. Defending the Dolphins, even though it's in cold weather, we know the Dolphins don't do well in cold weather. Having to go to Buffalo, having to go to Baltimore, those are not easy feats. And I think, you know, we got to give as much credit, I think, to them if they're able to pull this one off. But, yeah, for Mahomes, even if he doesn't have the stats, what matters is the ring. And he gets number three. That just inches him just a little bit closer to number 12 right there. And, yeah. like you said, he's still young. He's our age. <laughs> They're just terrifying. On a, on, a per game, on a per game basis, he does have the stats. It's just, you know all these other guys played 10 more years than what Mahomes has so far. Like he's well on his way. Um, you are right about the Super Bowl stats. Interestingly enough, um, the first Super Bowl against the 49ers, um, 26 for 42, 286, two touchdowns, two picks, a rushing touchdown in there also. Um, and then kind of a mess game against the, the, the Bucks. We all remember that one. Uh, right. 270, no touchdowns, two picks. And then the last last year against Philly, 182, but three touchdowns. Yeah. Hey, the three three touchdowns, that, that's the thing right there. You know, Pacheco, Pacheco did show out in that game. I, I do remember that. Yeah. Game. No. Yeah. Like I guess you take a look at that one. It's like if the yards are fine, but if you got the three touchdowns, it's all a moot point. You got the thing that gets you ahead in that game. So – yeah, this uh, we'll have to see what happens. You know, if the Chiefs do win this one, uh, of course the Mahomes, it, it, like being twenty eight and now having three rings, where does that put him? And you know what happens next for the Chiefs? Andy Reid has said he's already not retiring. Kelsey, we don't know what's gonna happen. Like, I mean, he could very well call it quits. I mean, we have a thing on the prop bets. It's like, hey, does somebody retire after the game or? And like, hey, it could happen, but you got those questions that are definitely lingering in the back of your mind. And 
you got to think about them. Now, for the 49ers, on the other hand, if they do find a way to win, Shanahan has got to be feeling really great. Purdy has got to be feeling pretty vindicated after what everyone has said about him this year. And I feel like, you know, this would be really big for them going forward. And, you know, for Purdy, he would still have another, what, year or two with that low salary deal, I think. I think it's one more. One more? I believe. Well, in that case, that could give you another window there with this group to try to maybe go back and win one before you have to pay him. If you think, I mean, listen, if he does win you the Super Bowl, he is definitely your guy. So, like, if he's able to do this, so two more years. Okay. So, like, that gives you a a little bit of a window there while that salary is so low that just, like, hey, let's just go all in. Like, that's what the Chase Young move was at the trade deadline. So, that gives them a couple more years to maybe go seek out those types of deals over the next couple of years and say, like, hey, we got a really good team here. We can go and potentially repeat. Let's go and do it. Let's go get this player who's really going to help out our football team. So for the 49ers side, I'm pretty sure they're happy about it because I can, they haven't won a Super Bowl in forever, you know, and I'm sure they'd be happy about that. You know, I'm sure Shanahan is hoping that there's not a case of uh, another blown lead, you know, and uh, let's make sure that doesn't happen. But I think, yeah, 49ers, it would be great. It might be the start of something there with these next couple of years that they have with Brock's contract. And then on the Mahomes side and the Chiefs side, I mean, you, you got another one. You got back-to-back rings. Maybe, you know, Kelsey reads and, hey, let's go give it another go. You know, we feel like we got a, a good team coming back. So it's going to be really interesting conversations after this game happens on Sunday. Um, of course, I mean, we'll have to see how the game plays out to see how those conversations take hold and develop in the early onset but yeah i think we're in for a good one i think this it's going to be a one score game it's going to be exciting and you know i'm sure vegas wouldn't have it any other way i mean vegas probably wouldn't be too happy about having a blowout type of game there in their big game so i imagine it's going to be a one score game it's going to be really fun and uh you potentially might have a happy fiance by the uh in the night sunday that's the hope <laughs> oh we're, man yeah it is we're gonna go get decorations we're gonna deck it all out in red and yellow uh ryan i have one final question real quick what are you eating that's a good question i honestly don't know i don't know if i'm gonna eat before or i'm going over to a friend's house well hold on i'm going over to a friend's house i um <laughs> Here's my thought process. I don't know what the friend at their place is going to have to eat. I don't know what they're going to have over there. Um, I might have to get there a little bit early to kind of, you know, scope out, you know, what's the situation there. You know, family might cook something over here. And so I might just say, I'll just grab a little bit of something here. And then I'll go over there and see what they have. If they have something, I'll uh, have a bite over there. So I honestly don't know. It just depends on what is being served. Ryan, I I cannot imagine at this point in my life not knowing what my Super Bowl meal is like four <laughs> days ahead of time or four months ahead of time usually. Um, we're going all out on pulled pork this year. So we're going to do a pulled – we, we got we got an eight-pound pork butt. 
and we're going to do pulled pork and then just like an array of options for it. So we're going to have like everything you need for like pulled pork nachos. We're going to have like mac and cheese. So if you want to do like a pulled pork mac and cheese, you can do that. We're going to have the Hawaiian roll sliders. So you can do sliders with pulled pork. So uh, we're going hard on that this year. You know, typically I'm definitely, you know, my barbecue meatballs are like a personal favorite, but we're taking a step away from that for a year here. Uh, I'm an open-minded kind of guy with my food, as long as it's gummy and delicious and wonderful. Uh, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna mix it up this year, and it's pulled pork for us. Yeah, I I don't know if it's changed on the prop bet sheet or not. I haven't taken a look at it, but you know, yeah. I mean, like last year, I think we had the smoked weenies on. Oh here yeah, last year. So yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what happens. Um, I don't know how to yeah. quantify an amount of pulled pork. I don't know. I don't, you know, we can do like yeah. number of wings, number of meatballs, number of wings. I don't know how we quantify an amount for pulled pork. Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know either. <laughs> just going to be like, you know, how many servings of it did you have? You know, or something. How many times do I get up? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that may be that. it. We could do that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, uh, I'm excited. You know, of course, he also got the commercials to add in to uh, to all of it. You know, excited to see what they bring up. Excited to see what movie trailers yeah. we get. Yeah. You know, I'm anticipating we'll see one for a certain uh, wisecracking Merc with the mouth, and uh, we'll see him paired along with Hugh Jackman. I'm anticipating that. So uh, we'll have to see what we get. Oh. Wrong button. Oh, no. At the very end, I botched it on us. Oh, man. No, well, I was trying hey. to discreetly uh, remove myself for a moment to close the door. Uh, well, hey, it's at the end. It's at the end. All right, Ryan, wrap it up and send us home. <laughs> yeah, Um. Uh, but yeah, everybody, thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you guys have as much fun Sunday, whether you're a Niners fan or Chiefs fan or whether you're just neutral. I uh, hope you guys have fun. I uh, hope you enjoy all the food. Maybe you're like Matt. You're having pulled pork. Uh, maybe you're going to have a little bit too fun with that like Matt will on Sunday night. So regardless of what you're doing, hopefully you guys have a good time on Sunday night and enjoy the big game because uh, this will be the last NFL we will get for a while. But, of course, we'll still have some NFL offseason talk, some NFL draft talk, of course. We're going to try to go heavy into the draft. It may just be because the Titans have a top seven pick. I don't know. It, that, that may be the case. They have a chance to get a blue chip player, and I just want to talk about them. But uh, we are going to still be sticking with the NFL with free agency draft after this big game, and we'll see who comes out on top, see if Mahomes gets his third, or see if the Niners, they finally get off the snide, get a, their first Super Bowl ring here in a minute. But, uh, yeah, that'll do it for us here, everybody. And we'll talk about it next week. Recap the game, see what happens, see who does end up victorious. But uh, until then, hopefully you guys have a good weekend. Stay safe. Be sure to go check us out where you guys get your podcasts. And we will talk to you all next time. Mm-hmm.